0: Hello, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, I just checked on LinkedIn and it looks like we are live. So welcome to my, I think it's my fourth, fourth LinkedIn live session. Today we're talking about investing in, in REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust as a young professional. Uh, hope, hopefully you all enjoy, enjoy the session. And just as an update, I'll be taking questions towards the end. So uh, please do chat to me then. I want to go through the topic a little bit in depth before we get there. Just to give you, um, or maybe before before that, if you, are, if you are watching the live, please drop a one in the comments. And if you're watching the recording, please drop a two in the comments. And maybe just comment just to, so that I know there are some people watching and I'm not talking to myself. That could be great. So thanks, everyone. Jumping into the background for the topic. so. The reason that I that that I I decided to talk about this is because I hosted a, a live session two weeks ago about property investing, and then there were some questions specifically about real estate investment trusts. Um, and so that I thought, okay, let's let's uh, that's not something you can cover in five minutes. I thought let me have a session all on its own just to discuss REITs, uh, some background to to. I worked as a financial manager over REIT for quite a few years, and I got the opportunity to attend the monthly EXCO meetings, the investment committee meetings, the audit committee and risk and compliance committee meetings. So I, uh, I got a chance to 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 get my teeth sunk, uh, sunk into in, into the industry. It's an industry that I, that I quite enjoyed when I was there. And again, just to cover myself, this session is not financial advice. I'm purely sharing my experience with you so that you can maybe take some of my learnings. And you don't have to learn while you're doing it. You can learn it before you invest and, 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 and be more knowledgeable before you invest. So again, I'm not saying invest in REITs. In, in, in All I'm saying is I'm providing an alternative. of giving you an option if you didn't know about it before. Also, another thing just to mention is in, in my, my personal capacity, I'm a long-term investor. So I don't trade daily or weekly. I've held my my real estate investment trust, my REIT shares, for about seven years now. Um, uh, Day trading and week trading is not for me; uh, for, it's too stressful for me. Number one, and I like my. I'm pretty sure I'll lose all my if I try to trade if I try to uh, trade daily. If we can talk a little bit first about the similarities and differences between uh, between REITs and normal uh, property investing in, in, say, an apartment or a house. So from a similarities point of view um you you're both invested in property so the underlying asset is property so i mean that's very similar uh, you are paid in net rentals uh, so if you if you invested in a in an investment property you get the rentals first and you'd pay out the costs whereas in a REIT, you you get the, the the net after they paid off the cost but you you're getting paid in rentals the the main source is rentals uh the profits are sort of comparable and the nice thing—I mean, the nice thing about property or something that I enjoy—is it's assets that you can touch and feel. You can feel the building, you can see it exists. You can go to a shopping center, you can see it where there. Whereas some shares on the JC are quite complicated, and you don't really know what you're investing in necessarily, or there's complex structures in place. Well, the, the, the reason I like property is because you can touch and feel it, and you can see it, and you get when you when you fix it or you do it up, you can see the impact, and that's something that I really appreciate, I really enjoy about property. So that's some of the similarities. I'm going to talk a little bit about the differences. So when you invest in, 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 in normal real estate, you can get a bond. You can't really get a bond to buy listed shares. Um, you might maybe use your overdraft. Not that it would be a good idea. Uh, you could. I've had instances where I've spoken to my bank, and they were willing to say, lend me 30% of the value of my shares. But not. it's not the same like like uh, uh I want to invest in this property can you bond this property uh, reaches something different that shares you buy it on the stock exchange it's not uh, there's no no lawyers involved it's a lot easier to buy you can I mean you can just go on easy equities and buy it you don't have to fill in an offer to purchase you don't have there's no long process so it's quicker to get in and quicker to get out which has its its positives and negatives uh, most of the the um, most of the of the REITs currently on on the South African stock exchange are shopping uh, are invested in shopping centres, factories, offices. There are s- some that are invested in in residential, but most of them are, are, are those like shopping centres, factories, and offices and industrial buildings. So it's not. I mean, we as young professionals we can't afford to go out and buy a shopping centre or even buy an industrial building. So the the type of property is different. And that leads you to the customer, because your tenant is your customer. Your customer is different. So, for example, if you were investing in a in, in an investment property in a flat, um, the the customer needs is to have a roof over their head. That's the end. Whereas, if you were if you're investing in a in a reit or in a shopping center or a factory, the the, the tenant is paying you money to to be in that place to sell other things. So. It's a different. It's a means to an end as opposed to an end in itself. Uh, so your type of customer is totally different, and the payment. The other difference is that the payment timing is also very different. So, for example, if you rent a property, you get rental every month, uh, hopefully on the first of every month, uh, and 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 that's great. You get twelve rental payments every every year. Uh, REITs, they generally pay every six months. Generally, now, I say that there have been ones that are no longer on the stock exchange. There was one that paid quarterly. If you invest in the US, there's also ones that pay quarterly. But from a South African point of view, generally, they pay twice per year. And they are required by law to pay out all of their net rentals, or up to, I think, I think 65% or 85% already, so that they don't have to pay tax on it. Uh, But just think of it as as getting two rent checks every year. You can also play around. Remember, each company has a different financial year in, so each company has different payout dates. So you can actually structure, if you want to play around, you can actually structure your different shares to actually get paid out almost every second month uh, if you wanted to, if you go to the different, uh, if you invest. It might not be the same amount every month, but you you could almost structure so they get some money every second month coming in from it. So that's a nice alternative if you need monthly income as opposed to or or bi-monthly income as opposed to annual income. Something to also remember is that uh, when you pay uh, the dividends that you get from a a REIT is pre-tax. So if you invest in any other shares, whether it's Pick and Pay or BudVest or any of these big shares or NASPs on the big, uh, when they pay you dividends, it's after, they've already taken dividends tax off there and they're paying you the the, the rest. So there's there's no tax consequences for you as a South African. But if you if you get dividends from a REIT or net rental income, that is fully taxable in your name, and you need to declare that on your tax uh, tax. If you don't source income off you, that's generally why your dividends are also larger from uh, compared to uh, uh, compared to uh, other shares because there's, there's, there's no tax that comes off there. Another difference between between uh, rental property and REITs is that. So rent, you, the rent comes on the first of the month, then you get paid on the first of the month. The, the net dividend that you get from a REIT is anywhere between three to nine months after that actual rent has been received by the company. So I'll give you an example if it sounds complicated. Let's say, and if they pay out every six months and the year end is, say, December, so they'll pay out in uh, they have a they report results in June and report results in December. Then they, they don't pay out on the same date as the result. They pay it out three months up to three months after year end so for example if it's december that's july over september october november and december six months of rental uh net of costs that get paid out in march of the next year so you're only getting your money a, a little bit later yes if you invest early you might get early but uh, you, you the timing is is also very different to 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 um investment property not that it's a bad thing uh, not at all, you just need to be aware of it. Uh, but you will, be, you will still be getting income, It's is slightly different from a perspective, you just need to know about it. Something that's also interesting is that property industry, the listed property industry, they've got a language of their own. So they, they use words that you don't use anywhere else in, in other industries. They talk about GLA's, and vacancies, and versions, average rent per square meter. And I mean, it sounds all complicated, but it's not. It's, it's good to have a basic understanding of what it means. You don't have to know it from the get-go. I would I recommend at least understanding what it means as you learn, but it doesn't need to be a, a stumbling block to not invest in. You will learn as you go, and it's not rocket science. For me, the more that I learned, the more interested I became. And I started to look for trends and things like that, so it was quite interesting. Now I talk, I talk specifically about the fact that you they pay out every six months so that's generally happened for the last seven years that i've been invested 2020 has been a little bit different so some companies have paid out some companies have paid out partial payment because of COVID. some some companies have delayed payments or or specifically applied to the jse so that that they don't have to pay out this year obviously this year is is, is a black swan a lot of companies went out of business so those companies that went out of business in theory rent from uh, listed property companies, and so they weren't paying their rent potentially, and so the property company can't pay pay that out to you. So that's something to keep in mind. This year is not a normal year. So this is an exception, uh, but it's not something that, that happens all the time. Also, that, uh, because there's no one in 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 the space, they might have to reduce rentals to entice people to come back. There's, there's, a, there's a bit of a change happening in the property industry now because nobody knows what, what's happening after COVID. So the supply and demand uh, levels have shifted. So just because you were getting a certain rental loss, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the same. In previous years, you charge a tenant a certain rate and you increase it, you have a lease for five years and you increase that lease by 8 to 10% every year and all is good. Uh, but this this year is a little bit different so you have to keep that in mind when you're investing in real estate because uh, you can look at for example what dividends they paid previously but you also have to get an idea of what dividends so the forward dividend what they expect to pay and that's easy to find out it's not actually you don't need to have all this analysis software you can actually just go to the company's website have a look at the um their results and then go down in, in everybody's results announcement there's a Future prospect section, um, and, and they also and they also got the results presentation. So download the, the results uh, announcement and the, the presentation, and it will give you a high level of information of what they expected their volume to be for the next six months of the next year. It gives you a lot of information if you, if you want to go in deep. Also because of COVID, and even actually even before COVID, the prices have dropped significantly in the last two years. So my share. My share prices are not looking good. I'll be honest with you; they've come down a lot. Luckily, I've been, other than this year, I've been receiving dividends every year, so that that makes me feel a little bit better. But um, I don't know if that means this is a good time to buy. I can't necessarily say because, like I said, the 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 market uh, supply and demand dynamics have changed, but the prices have come down significantly prices can sometimes be linked to the economy and they link to bond rates and they can be high for periods, and they can be low for periods i don't want to go into that much detail uh that's something that you can learn as you go along Um, there's, there's a lot to learn but my my aim is just for you to learn a little bit more about the industry and then As you learn more, you can say, am I more comfortable to invest in this industry or not? If not, great, but at least you know about the industry. At least least you can talk about it, and you can discuss with someone and and learn further. Maybe it means next year or the year after, or when things change that you want to invest, at least you know about the industry. That's more my aim. So I mentioned that there's there's, there's international markets in in place, and you, you can look at that. But for now, we play in the South African market. Also, try and understand what your where your company plays in so for example what what are your underlying assets for your company uh, that you invest in that listed property company? for example you could own a piece of Wall of africa you could own a piece and that's through um, attack or you could own a piece of the uh, the vna waterfront through growth point or you could own a piece of canal walk through uh, high prop or you could own a piece of Sandton city through liberty 2 degrees or Mascrape Center through uh, say corporate or gateway. Okay, but gateway is not listed. But I, my point is if you if there's a shopping center that you know about, chances are it's likely listed by uh, likely owned by one of these listed companies and you could you could own a piece of that company. I like to visit the company and say I own a brick. <laughs> and also it gives me it gives me motivation. So I'd rather spend money at, a, at the shopping center where I own a piece of the shopping center. Because then that, that's that that's almost like I'm spending on myself, if that makes any sense. Then something that's also worth maybe having a look at is, is checking the value of the shares that the directors own in in, in the company. Because uh, if they own a lot, it's a good sign that their needs are in line with yours. So, because if, if they cut the dividend, they're cutting their own dividend. So they're, more, they're less likely to cut the dividend, for example. And then something to consider is like a million rand owned by a CEO is a, it might seem like a lot to you, but to the CEO is not a lot. So you must also understand what's a lot for their purposes because considering the salaries that the property companies or that listed company CEOs earn, it's not a, it's not gonna be a big piece of their wealth, let's put it that way. Um, something that that that, that no uh, that people don't always check is that every company every six months when they release a result, they, they publish information about it. So it's not just the financial results that they publish. They publish property information. They talk about the values of all the properties. So you can actually see, okay, uh, what is, is the value of v V&A Waterfront? You can go to GrowthPoint's website and you can go to their financial results and you can see the value of, of and you can compare, okay, what was it last year? What, did it go up? Did it go down? You can you can learn these things. I mean, you can, you can go down the rabbit hole if you want to, but there's lots of information available at your fingertips. Google's your friend. The, the company website is your friend. You need to use it. You can check the income trends. You can check the profit trends. Um, these are things you can't always check when you if you invested in a in, in a residential property because that sort of information is not publicly available. So you've got a lot of publicly informa- uh, available information that you can use. Not necessarily saying that it will be a good investment, but it's at least. And it's starting information is not necessarily an indicator of of, of of future events, but it'll give you more knowledge and help you make better decisions. It gives you an idea. So I talked a lot about about listed real estate or real estate investment trust. You also get listed property companies like Bowen. They are listed property companies, but they're not REITs because they don't pay out dividends. What they do is they develop properties and they sell them. So also I make sure that if you're gonna invest in it, make sure that it is actually a REIT and not like a, a, a property development company. Because then you, you might think you're going to be getting dividends every six months, and you won't be because you chose the wrong company. So something that I want to talk a little bit about is that a lot of guys talk about yield. And what's yield? So it's like, what is your dividend that you've received for the year divided by the price that you pay? That's all yield is. And some companies have a higher yield, and some companies have a lower yield. The reason companies have a, a lower yield is because uh, pe- that you pay higher for the same amount of of, of dividend. So let's say you get a hundred rand dividend, you would pay more for, a, for for companies that own more iconic buildings, for example, like uh, growth Point that owns, You pay more for the waterfront rental from the waterfront than you'd pay for rental from your strip mall because it's more uh, it's more reliable kind of thing. So you can you can you can delve into yield a little bit later if you want to, but uh, I'm not going to jump too much into that. So, for sake, if I were you, I would Google who owns the mall that I frequent the most. Can I do a little bit of research on that company to see if it's a good investment before I consider buying? And at least, you know, if I'm going to a shopping center every week, at least if I'm if I'm giving my money away there, at least it's coming back to me in dividends. Uh, that that's something that you, you might want to consider. And then there's also a lot of websites. Um, so, for example, there's Property Wheel. There's eProp. Um, if you if you want if you want to become a listed property nerd, there's lots of things that you can uh, just to read up and learn a little bit more about. And it might not it uh, teaches you about deeds, but also teaches you about property as an asset class. And uh, especially if you the the if you don't study property, uh, and I think there's a, a, I mean, if you're a CA or an accountant, you don't necessarily study property, and you want to learn about things. It's good to, to to read articles about things like that, because that, that will help you learn. So in the short term, I'm not going to be able to teach you everything about REITs, but I wanted to just open up your universe to it uh, and, and, and urge you to do some research and, and learn a little bit about more and then consider whether you want to invest in it or not. It might be for you. It might not be for you. But at least you know there's an alternative to normal shares. There's an alternative. To uh, buying, to investing everything into a a flat or a house where your your money is stuck in there. The nice thing about it is, is you can invest, you can put your money in today, you sell it tomorrow, the money is available in a few days. So, it, it, but the the problem is, of the uh, the prices change every day. So just because your money, just because you paid this money today, doesn't mean that the same money that comes out tomorrow or next week. It might be higher, it might be lower. You have to understand how things are valued and you have to understand how, how the, the share market works and you have to understand that uh, certain, certain stocks are undervalued and certain stocks are overvalued. But don't worry too much about this at this stage. If you're going to buy, then you need to worry about it. But just try and learn a little bit more about, about the industry. I'm going, if there are any, please uh, put your questions in the comments and I'll try and respond to them. I don't see any questions currently, so I'll I'll give it a minute or two and just check if there's anything that I didn't, uh, because I did talk a little bit about about yield. Um, And uh, so property people also do that, they quick back, they they call it the back of the envelope valuation. They say, okay, what is the expected net rental that we're gonna get uh, from this property? Uh, and and what's the price that people want me to pay? And then they work out the yield quickly. And then they, they do quick valuation calculations. Whereas for shares, this is DCF, big DCF valuations. You still have to do those valuations, but at least you have an idea of what value is, and that's a nice thing about properties. It's it's easier, it's quicker to get to like a guideline, almost like a guideline of value. I see that there's no questions in the comments, so either I'm not sure if that's a good sign or a bad sign. But I'm going to assume that uh, you are happy and you don't have any questions. Otherwise, I'll try and respond to some of the questions after the live. But I, I hope this uh, this was of value. I'm going to uh, next week, I'm going to be interviewing someone. So we'll, you'll see a little bit uh, a little bit about that on Sunday. And then I've got another plan for the week after. So if I don't see you on LinkedIn between now and then, please look out for that. And thanks very much for watching. Also, um, Tula is also doing his his own LinkedIn Live, so please have a look at that if you're a business owner. And that will be something also very interesting, so have a look there. Thank you very much.